Just when Dick Advocatney's side thought they'd got a point, West Ham came up with an 88th minute winner. Noble's ball to Sacco, who dispatched his 12th of the campaign. There was just a hint of a foul in the build-up. Nene had come off the bench on Larson, but nothing given. And it means Sunderland stay just one point above the drop zone. 1-0, the final score. Hello and welcome to the Knees at Mother Brown West Ham podcast. Whoop, whoop. We're safe. Whoop, whoop. Campion. Another season. Another another Premiership season. Champions of, of mid table. Of mid table. We yes. are. What are we? We're eleventh shittest. <laughs> tenth of shittest. Tenth of. We might even be ninth. Are we ninth? Ninth. No, we're tenth. We're ninth. Right. Yes. Yeah. Something like that. Just going to quickly... We're f- plus one, aren't we? It's so exciting. <laughs> Hang on. We're going to... We are... Any minute now. Ninth. Confirmed. Yeah, it's 11th shittest. That's right. 42 points. What a time to be alive. 42 points. Champions. Again. In what month is it? February. <laughs> January. March 24th. 42 points in oh, August. <laughs> Incredible. Joining us here to celebrate this special... Uh, survival edition of the Knees of Mother Brown. Bear, Gril- Bear Grylls is there. <laughs> <laughs> We've been drinking our Ray own piece. It's been living wild since the start <laughs> of the season. Uh, no, joining us in the studio, Jamie Smith from Claret Recruitment, sponsored the show last week. Hello. Got a lot of uh, good comments on our voiceover work, Jamie. I assume you were a fan. A massive fan of the voiceover work. Good. Um, it's almost like you should do it for a living. <laughs> oh. We've just got a gig on Toilet Duck. <laughs> <laughs> Does your toilet stink of crap? <laughs> and uh, Mr. Muscle. Yeah, other voices are available. Yeah, so safety, <laughs> Jamie. Not. Safety. Quick word on safety. I mean, safety, is, it's not exciting, is it? <laughs> it's just, there's nothing exciting about safety. West Ham fans don't want it. <laughs> it's so depressingly true, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Jamie, some people, I've I heard more than once on Saturday, uh, oh, don't you miss the relegation battle? Don't you miss it? Yeah, not for me, mate. <laughs> I've had enough of it. I'm done with it. I'm yeah. done with relegation. Yeah. Until next season. Yeah, actually, like middle of the road. It's nice. Yeah. Next season, we've got Malcolm Mackay in uh, charge <laughs> and we're fine relegation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or Poyet, all of his other names uh, were linked with this time last year. I mean, I think what about a super group of managers that they all manage West Ham at the same time? All the names linked with all come in and it's like, like the Avengers of managers. <laughs> Billich, Malcolm Mackay, Poyet, that guy's at Wigan. Harry Redknapp. Dave Whelan comes in. Like a panel. <laughs> Like a like a committee, like a, panel, yeah. like a committee of all the worst managers we've been linked with. Yeah, Barry Fry. <laughs> he was actually linked for a while, wasn't he, Barry Fry? Yeah, he's, he's mates of him, isn't he, Sullivan and Gold? They're old pals. Absolutely mad. But no, I'm pretty happy. Yeah, happy safety. Would you I, trade I think, this in, Jamie? For... I, I think I think this is potentially could have been the best season for a long in living memory. Well, not living memory, but in in recent years. Um, yeah, I've never seen fans so upset with it. No, no. I, I don't know why. Um, but you know, progression, safe by March, having better players is, is a problem. But I see it seems really negative where we are now in terms of the fan base um, for what we're actually achieving. I think. Yeah. Is any of that criticism justified, James? No. 
<laughs> no, I think it's such a shame that we've had a few really rubbish matches in amongst uh, some excellent matches. You know, I know don't know how I come about, but Spurs, Man U, and Arsenal and all Chelsea. matches we should and mm. we should have had and Chelsea uh, stuff we should have had points from. Mm. If we'd had those points, it'd have made the detractors really. You know, it, what would they have been detracting about? They would not be detracted. <laughs> they would be I mean, protected. We we What's the opposite? <laughs> They'd be protected about things. We, we were top four <laughs> till Christmas, weren't we? Yeah. Top four till Christmas. Um, probably the unluckiest season that I can remember for a, a long, mm. long time. Um, and we played some good stuff. We've got some good players. Incredibly, incredibly unlucky. Uh, I, 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 I'm really happy. I'm amazed there's not more, more happiness around, around the fan base. I'm pretty happy. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, just think about our run in that. I mean, we've, we've had a kind of tough run, haven't we? And we've been pretty unlucky. But in upcoming games um, in April, we've got Leicester away, Stoke at home, City away, QPR away. We could realistically win three of those four. If we went on a massive run now and got another 15 points, it would be, you know, what could people say? They're the teams we should be beating. And unfortunately, they're teams we don't beat. Well, they're, win- they're winnable games, but we're, we're playing them at tough times now. They desperately need the points. Yep. Mm-hmm. You'd want to play them sort of in that run we've just had over Christmas, January, where the games come thick and fast. Yep. But I mean, if we have a good end to the season, that'd be great. But um, I, I'm, I'm, I just, I'm really, I'm really excited about next season already. But yeah, the, the uncertainty, the uncertainty around it yeah. uh, causes it. I mean, do we really think he's going to go? Yeah. I he, mean, he I'm came out last week, didn't he? he the first go. time, seventy percent. Yeah. <laughs> What's that based on? Because <laughs> I'm not fully confident. I'm about three quarters of the way there to being sure he's going to stay because I okay. don't think they'll risk. I don't think the owners. He came out last risk. week for the first time, didn't he, and say he wants to stay at West Ham. But do you think if we're going to back him, we should back him long term? Yeah. Because every season this happens. Mm. If you give him a three-year contract and say, "Sam's our man," that's that. Then yeah. you know whether you love him or hate him, it's, it's kind of tough because the position's more certain. Yeah, I think the fact that we keep doing this one-year rolling thing makes yeah. it harder and harder every year. Mm. It, will, it will shut people up, won't it? Because then there won't be speculation, mm. and we can just get on with the business. Uh, mm. like, enjo- we, what we should be doing is having an amazing, enjoyable roller coaster. You know, end of the season, it should be just brilliant. Sh- essentially, it should be carnival. <laughs> every week, <laughs> it should be, should be, it should a, be a fiesta. Well. We have got the end of season conga on the chicken run. <laughs> to look That's forward what it to. We should be. We should now. Everyone should be like, "Great, we're safe. Let's really enjoy the rest of the season." But instead, there's constant speculation and negativity and kind of arguments about who we should have, who should be leading us. Let's just enjoy the rest of the season. I mean, I think we're talking about bad games. We kind of touched on it. How many bad games have there really been this season? Southampton, they yep. turned out to be excellent. But Chelsea we were playing away. Colton Cole and Vaz Tay yeah. on the Southampton game. That's the first couple of games of the season. Yeah. Uh, West Brom was bad, obviously. Palace weren't great, but Palace are in a great run of form now. Yep. Other than those three games, standout. Chelsea away is Chelsea yeah, away. Sunderland was dreadful, but we won. We won. Mm. I mean, I, I, but, that, but that was, we've, we've, I'd also think with Allardyce, I think the only place he's been given any time is Bolton. Yeah. And after four years, he kind of settled them and got some decent players in. And the next three or four years, it was all European football. Um, top eight finishes for Bolton uh, I I think the one big criticism you hear about him is he's not going to take us to the next level I think you hear that a lot don't you mm. or, or you know he plays Nolan too much or, or yeah. whatever 
But I, I actually think he is the man to take us to the next level. Um, and I don't think we've ever been at the next level, ever. Yeah. So I yeah. never understand that yeah. criticism. Yeah. We're not at the next level. Well, we never have been. Yeah. So, so what, what is the what, next level? Yeah. What is he? He's not a miracle worker. Yeah. But you just said, James, then, you said, uh, why can't we just get on with the rest of the season and enjoy it? And that's one of the maddest things you've ever said. No football fan thinks like that. No football fan thinks like that. It's results. Well, I'm sat here in my carnival dress. <laughs> and I'm going to celebrate. <laughs> Straight out of Rio. <laughs> um, I've got this big pineapple on my head. <laughs> um, let's do a bit a quick feedback section at the okay, top. Yeah. Um, so last week we asked about, uh, well, we've been asking for a few weeks, West Ham statues to commemorate, commemorate uh, awful moments in our history <laughs> around the Olympic Stadium. Uh, this one from Chicago Hammers. Redknapp, a statue of Redknapp being told about the fact Amor is cup-tied and we'll have to play Villa again. Uh, we had Neil Relic and Trevor Sinclair on the top of the car of the Ford Fiesta at the Christmas party, a popular one then. Uh, the, a statue of people's faces in the crowd looking on as Titi Kamara comes on as a sub. Oh, and uh, a different angle. And a, a statue of Hearts and Boot in Berkovic. <laughs> <laughs> I could actually see that one. That's yep. going to make a nice, like, nice little bronze thing. Yep. Uh, that was Matt uh, over at the Chicago Hammers. And then also uh, we had Bobby Gooner, who's an Arsenal season ticket holder. He sometimes listens to this podcast. He, he listens to it all the time. He loves uh, us. He loves it. Right, and good luck to him. He had said a couple of weeks ago when he was laughing so much about the thought of a statue of Thomas Repka getting a red card for two yellows for dissent. <laughs> he almost crashed his car, uh, Bobby Gooner. I think Thomas Repka would be the one for me, getting sent off for dissent. Just him halfway looking in anger. Yeah, I love we've got Arsenal fan listening to yeah. this podcast and oh, getting yeah. excited about so excited about Thomas Repka going to veer off the road. <laughs> <laughs> a statue of Thomas Repka. What? So what? Imagine a police sends him. So what happened? Well, uh, you won't believe the... this, but it's, <laughs> it was the second booking for dissent. <laughs> <laughs> the idea. Yeah. Book one, and then we got another one. Purely for dissent. Uh, and on the uh, come website, we had lots of uh, goodwill towards Jack Collison. Uh, he's such a from career hammer. He's top, such a top man. Refreshing change for a lot of modern footballers. Mm. Um, Wildy said, "Jack's really a top lad. Wish him all the best." Uh, Witter said, "Jack came across a great bloke that we all and we thought that'd be a case." Uh, he's incredibly positive, a joy to have on. That in fact, that was me. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, one from Billardino who said, had a quick stalk on Facebook and noticed having mutual friends with you both. Small world. I have nothing further to add. <laughs> um, Jack Collison, <laughs> such a nice Wait, man. Wait, we can't just let that one go. What? About the mutual friends? Yeah, this Billardino character having that. mutual friends. It's not Bobby Gooner. Chalk's got a little bit jealous about it. Calling it flipping weird. All right, chill out, Chalks. <laughs> We're not just yours. <laughs> <laughs> Jack Collison is just such a nice man. Yes. And he's got yeah. what I just love. He does have that incredibly positive attitude. I mean, yeah. he's had some incredible setbacks. Very tough setbacks in his life, hasn't he, so far? Mm. So, um, and he's doing those soccer schools. So get, yeah. a get along. Get in touch. Get your kids along. Um, I've just went on the BBC West Ham page to look at our fixtures. And the top story is ex-Hammer Collison vows to return. And I think the quotes are from this podcast. Chris Osborne, you scumbag. Oh, is he? No, yeah, I no. don't know. Yeah, these are, these are the quotes from our podcast, aren't they? No, he did. we oh, didn't no. we didn't mention Wales. We let him off. Anyway. You're not a scumbag. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, Jack Collison, lovely, lovely man. Uh, and actually, we should mention your burgeoning friends friendship with Jack Collison because he's going to come and watch Celebrity Juice. Yes, he is. Uh, who's he bringing? Uh, any any from West Ham lens? Uh, Glenn Roda. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I really love Celebrity yeah. Juice. <laughs> 
the Glen Road is going to fill in for Keith Lemon. Yeah. <laughs> That's quite a good one. Yeah. Which uh, West Ham alumni would you like to see uh, hosting TV shows? <laughs> Rhoda as Keith Rhoda Lemon. Rhoda as Keith Lemon. That'd be good. <laughs> Harry Redknapp as Holly Willoughby. I'd love to see a Harry Redknapp detective show. <laughs> like he's a, a cop. Him and his dog. Him and Frank Lampard. It'll like be like, t- sh- no, it'll be like show. Turner and a Hooch. Him and Rosie. <laughs> yeah, Rosie the dog. Redknapp and Rosie. Redknapp and Rosie. <laughs> That'd be good. BBC Turner One primetime. I'm going to pitch it. A dr- family drama. So he gets done for tax in the end. And that's the end of season one cliffhanger. Netflix. Netflix is going to love that. Red, yeah. Nap, Red Nap and Rosie. West Ham alumni hosting TV shows. <laughs> Podcast at KMB.com. And, and you know for a fact, if you got offered enough money, he'd definitely do it. Yeah. <laughs> or the Sky at Night for our older listeners. Like, because he's a Patrick Morris character. Who? Red Nap? Red Nap. <laughs> I don't see that. Look at that fucking star. Maybe Ron Greenwood had a touch of the... Uh, What's his face? I did a shoot with Patrick Moore once. He fell asleep a lot. <laughs> he was very old. <laughs> he was old. It's like 124. You think old people do that. That's not a Patrick Moore thing. No, I, I appreciate it. I wish I could have had a nap. It's <laughs> <laughs> getting jealous of him being yeah. asleep. And stuff. <laughs> did, did some work here, Patrick. <laughs> Come on, mate. Well, he, he's in, he waits for night, doesn't he? He's, he's an all-nighter. Straight through crew. <laughs> R.I.P. R.I.P. Uh, right. We should probably talk about the Sunderland game. Um, Jamie. We were just saying, it wasn't a great game, was it? In fact, it was rubbish, but a last-minute winner. Yeah, I mean, and it's the first time it's happened all season. Mm. I don't think we've scored a last-minute winner all season. I don't think we've had a penalty all season, apart from one noble missed. Mm. We probably didn't deserve to win, really, but we mm. did. Brilliant. I yeah. mean, mm. And you're watching it, last 10 minutes, I don't know about you, I just wasn't expecting us to score. No, I was anxious yeah. about them scoring, to be fair. I, I thought we had one nil Sunderland all over Yeah, them. yeah. Yeah. I mean, how rare is it we get a last minute? Like Vazte in the playoff final, but I, I read there was a stat that uh, this was our latest Premiership goal since Zavon Hines in 2009. Is that right? Yeah. I mean, our luck just deserted us this year, hasn't it, really? But nice to get a last minute winner. I mean, do you think Do you think it's, I mean, I, I think, I, I've said I think it's the unluckiest season we've ever had, but do you think it's luck? I mean, do you think there's a, re- Tottenham mm. have had, so for instance, Tottenham have had the luckiest season I think I've ever <laughs> oh, seen in my God. life. I mean, and we've had the unluckiest. But is it yep. is it fitness? Is it mm. is it bad planning? Is it lack of squad depth? Mm. Is it someone's fault, or is it just sometimes them's the breaks? I always think that do you know when a manager comes in and get always they always say a new manager comes in when a team's struggling. This team aren't very fit. And Pochettino, they were, like as they started to score those last minute goals every week, the players are all going, "Oh, it's because we're doing more training." If that is the case, why aren't other teams doing more training? That's what I can't work out. They can't. It can't be like. Secrets he's doing. What it? I don't understand. Just runs when Hainal Forest. Yeah. <laughs> <In the laughs> afternoon. Old school. Yeah. I don't understand. Like, surely if that was actually the case, it's just fitter players. You'd get them doing more training. There's got to be a different science to it than that. I, I think this Pochettino. So let's say the fitness. But I think if you look at it, if you look at all the criticism that Allardyce got last season for just going Vandy Carroll as our striker, he got yep. injured. He kept us up last season relatively comfortably. 70% yep. of the season played without a striker. Pochettino went into this season with Adebay or Soldado and Harry Kane. And this is not the Harry Kane we talk about now. The Harry Kane, yep. that if he got sold to Millwall for a million pound in the summer, you'd have been like, whatever. You know? <laughs> yep. Barking. Is that this Pochettino genius? Because if Harry Kane hadn't yep. developed, he'd have mm. had Soldado up front all season and you can do all the fitness you want. I don't mm. think he's yeah. going to have made any sort of impact. He's a, it's, like, it's a lux- I mean, it's just it's a weird thing, isn't it? Yeah, they spur- I was looking at goal difference. Uh, we are on plus, we're still in the plus. And plus they're minus, three. aren't they? Spur- no, pl- Spurs are plus five. 
But they, I think they had a negative goal difference for a lot of the season. So it's recently. like it's pretty it's pretty good that we're still up there and they're they're like eleven points in front now, ridiculously. But that's because of always last minute goals. You know, they've taken four points of us that they shouldn't have. Because mm. it suits my way of thinking. I was thinking goal difference is a better reflection I, of performance. I, I often think that. Because see, it's a reflection yeah, of how a team know, should be doing. Yeah. Mm. I, I, I looked at that and thought that we, you know, the positive goal difference is, is a big sign, whereas I think yeah, really the, the, the stoke around us and yeah. whatever, they're, they're minus. Yeah. They're useless. I mean, Swansea ahead of us are on minus four. We're on plus three. So Exactly. So we should be giving them three points for that. Something <laughs> uh, like that. We should look into yeah. this rule. Uh, a quick word of Harry Kane as well. He has to be the luckiest striker in the history of the Premiership. In his football trick, terms. Have you ever heard trick. him speak? <laughs> 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 we, can't, we can't dwell on that because Kevin Kilban, who doesn't listen to this podcast, will probably have something to say about that. Uh, but yeah, yeah. He physically does not close his mouth ever, I don't think. He's just always open. Mouth breather. <laughs> Maybe that's the secret of his success. <laughs> um, but yeah. Um, I mean, that was the hat trick. A tapping. Yeah. The luckiest deflected goal you've ever seen in a pen. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we've heard the, the perfect hat trick. I think that yeah. was the, the luckiest hat trick I've ever seen. Um, and good to see Saka on the score sheet on Saturday, James. Yes, and he, he seems happy to score. Looks, <laughs> I love that he does almost emotional when, yeah. he, when he scores. I loved it. All the team celebrated. It's it's great to see. I always love that, you know. And it's right in front of us. Yeah. So right in the mix. <laughs> is it, is it often they don't all celebrate? No, no, no. Is that we don't but score? Felt, I think that's why yeah. I don't <laughs> no, it felt. No, it felt, it felt like <laughs> because up. we've been through a, uh, a tough yeah. patch. It felt like it was real, like it meant quite a lot winning that mm. match. Yeah, it's sat- it it more satisfying somehow. I tell you, whose reactions worth checking out when we score? There's a there's a camera angle where you can see James Collins in the background, and when we score that goal, James Collins goes crazy, like fist pumping and like grabbing his shirt and like jeering up the crowd. I think it, it's great to see that passion from someone like him who doesn't necessarily always. Getting nice. the team out. Win bonus. Lovely. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> He's been great, Collins. Yes. We should talk about, in fact, we haven't touched on it, but we, we seem so un- it seems that we're so unlucky with injuries as well, still. I can't wait to see Cuarte's back in the middle. Yeah. It really frees up our players. He's a much better midfielder than he is a defender as well. Like, those surging runs. He's got more effective, isn't he, in the yeah. midfield, noticeably. When you've got Nolan and uh, Noble in there who don't beat a couple of players, it's great to have... Him in there with a bit of pace to like run thirty yards runs. Yeah, yeah, it's, it it does make a big difference in that midfield. Mm. Um, but Winston's <laughs> back; will be back, won't he? By the time yeah. we get to, oh, so in, like the international break, there was talk of Winston going out to New Zealand to play their international. It's like he's been right? injured. Leave him alone. <laughs> why, why, I mean, for New Zealand, come on. <laughs> have, you enough enough. have you discussed on here that he's signed a new contract? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But what have you got to say? About I just I was so convinced he was going. Mm. I thought there was a bolt from the blue that he signed so I mean the, the cynical part of me just thinks well maybe no one else wanted him but yep. I think it's such a big step for us keeping him I'd rather keep him over Song Jenkinson mm. the other players that kind of still I think signing Reed's a big statement of intent mm. um, so I'm, I'm I'm really pleased with that and really surprised yeah. um, because the, the man never smiles I doubt he smiled <laughs> I doubt he smiled during his contract yeah. renewal I doubt he, I, I don't think he's ever smiled ever no. um, we saw a photoshopped on the smile to him that, that'd be quite funny he's a, two loads of Winston shots him smiling if anyone wants to uh, <laughs> tweet us or put on the forum photoshop pictures of Winston Reed smiling <laughs> this could be a big feature for us photoshop pictures of Winston Reed smiling I can't imagine what he looks like smiling it'd be bizarre but yeah you're right he's, he's a big 
big signing for us. Massive. It's actually like a new signing, it's really. massive. Yeah, and, kind and of then he went straight off injured. He literally signed the contract and walked yeah. off injured against Chelsea, didn't he? Mm. Um, Job's done. Yeah. <laughs> Good to have him on board. Let's talk now about Adam Johnson. The chance. <laughs> Who knew there were so many... <laughs> So many chants about paedophiles. <laughs> and, and so In quick the as well. And so quick. The favourite one we were saying was, well, favourite one, but there was one about kids for a quid. That was so niche. There was, was, was a real win joke. It was the West Ham fans. No one, if that was your first game, you'd have no idea what that was about. Adam Johnson wouldn't have a clue. Very niche joke. I mean, you have to wonder if that's why they rushed him back for this game. He knew it was a kids for a quid. He was getting spoke to dick. It's, uh, I actually think he's got quite big uh, cojones for coming on. Because well, part think, of me would what makes be you like, think he had a choice in it. Well, if you don't want to play, you don't have to play. They can't force yeah, you to play. Then you, then you get your contract cancelled, and then, but he's, then, you then just he's say, going, oh, then he's I'm going inside with no you can job. Pretend you've got an injury. Okay. Like I, I think like if he is guilty, how can he play? Because they must know. You must know. They must know if he's guilty or not. Surely. <laughs> I don't <laughs> know. <laughs> I don't know if this is libelous. <laughs> no, no, but Sunderland must know if he's guilty or not. Yeah. By now. So well, it whether, makes he's, me th- whether he's told them he's, he's did it or didn't do it. Yeah. Well, well the, might the, the case, they might have the like, there, there must be enough evidence in his domain. Johnson there. might be, you know, a man of den- deny to your die. Mm. You know, just that mantra. Yeah. It wasn't me. Shag- <laughs> shaggy. But regardless, <laughs> I think he's a brave man for coming on. Really? Yeah. You'd get really? so much abuse, as was demonstrated. Match of Day did an amazing job. Yeah, we were saying that. We were <laughs> the sound guy sure. earned his money. But I mean, we're pretty confident they did. The, they altered the sound there, didn't they? I have to say, I wasn't rushing to watch Match of the Day. So anyway. <laughs> <laughs> really pleased we won. But <laughs> I just skipped to the 87th minute or whatever it was and just watched the highlights. The uh, one effort, really, the song shot, they didn't show. Yeah. Um, you can strike a ball song. It doesn't seem yeah. to do it enough. Yeah. Cool. Well, I mean, it sort of seems relevant. We should talk about um, in the latest edition of uh, Blowing Bubbles magazine, which is available at blowing-bubbles.co.uk. Really good magazine. There's an article in there um, about when does banter kind of at football go too far and not become banter and become something more kind of sinister and serious. Um, James, have you got a view on this kind of broad topic? It's it's incredibly difficult one to talk Mm. about because... I like getting involved in the chat and I like getting involved. I find like, as we just spoke about, the kids for a quid really made me laugh because I thought it was satire. <laughs> I thought it was very clever. But then there is a, there is an element where I'm uncomfortable. For instance, in front of us, there was um, where we sit where a lot of half and half scarfs sit. But there's a very much a West Ham guy in front of us with his, with his kids who must have been about 10. And they were obviously screaming pedo every time Adam Johnson touched the ball. Which makes me what the ten-year-old kid was. Yeah, like they were both, and it just makes me that kind of just stuff makes me really well, uncomfortable. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, but it makes me really uncomfortable because I don't. I'm not a man who's going to be screaming pedo at anyone, but I was laughing at kids for a quid song. So I don't know whether it makes me, you know, as guilty as other people. But I don't know. It's a, it's a, it's a place where traditionally working-class people come to vent a lot of anger, and it's almost like. On those stands, a lot goes on that possibly doesn't go on outside of the ground. Mm. And I don't, I don't, I can't really answer. You don't know where the line is. I don't know where the line is. It's hard, it's hard I mean, now, I wouldn't get it? involved in the Harry, the Harry Kane stuff because I think, I think that <laughs> is offensive. Mm. But then I can understand why people do because you pick on whatever you see. That is the nature of 
in a way, bullying. <laughs> you yeah. pick them what you've, I mean, you say. It's hard now because I think people get a lot more offended a lot easier. Mm. And there's things like oh, the Adam Johnson thing. I don't, I don't think it's that serious, personally. You know, it's not like, it's not like a, you know... Savile. Yeah, it's not, it's not like a Savile. It's, it's, it's less serious than that, and so the banter is according. But, you know, at the same time, if you've been more personally affected by certain issues, then you're more likely to be... Offended, like mm. Kevin Kilbland was. Yeah. You I know, football is such a pantomime, isn't it? Really? It is pantomime. <clears throat> and the stuff like when John Terry, I mean, he gets called a thief and like all that. And, you know, Jermaine that's, Defoe. That's, that's was, his mum. That's, that's not <laughs> John. <laughs> John, 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 sorry, John, John wouldn't nick anything. Uh, Jermaine Defoe, I mean, it's pretty uh, pretty bad. What he was objected to. But I don't, I don't know. I, I don't. But again, that makes me laugh. So I don't know if that, the Jermaine Defoe stuff really made me laugh. But I don't know whether that makes me as... I, when I'm there, I try not to use the C word because I'm aware there's kids around me. Mm. But occasionally I might say, for fuck's sake! So I don't... It's really weird how you... The, like, even the constraints you set yourself within. Mm. You set yourself... Because I don't know where... It's such a fine line. And you just can't take out all of the banter from, from football because that's half of the enjoyment of mm. it. You know, and what I love is when you see the home fans and away fans having chat, and there's all there's always one fat guy there <laughs> on either team, and now we'll pick on that guy, and yeah. you know, and then you say, can you call that guy fat? How can you? Call, that's offending me because you're calling that guy fat. <laughs> And then it's like, well, then. But when they take their top off and shake their moves, <laughs> you can't help but think they're enjoying it. <laughs> no, I know, because that's then you're like, yeah, I am fat, deal with it. And everyone laughs and you get applauded. Yeah, you, you know, yeah. they applaud you. That's what I love about it's all the of best, that. It's yeah. the best part of football, isn't it? I don't think you travel you know, up and down the country watching West Ham for the away performances in away form. I think, I think the band that goes with it yeah. is, is what makes it so appealing. So I think it's, it's, you've got to be very careful in how much you want to water things down because mm. I, I've, I think. The, the, the more the more the banter goes, the the the, the worst is we're stuck with just the football, and sometimes mm. that can be just boring. And how you can? I mean, how do you stop it? Where's the line? If you're saying Jermaine Defoe, you are a c-word. I think the thing is, and I'm think, like, I th- well, I'm offended because I'm a c-word. <laughs> but I, th- <laughs> <laughs> but I, th- I think you've seen how certain chants have found their way out of the game over the last ten, twenty years. Mm. And I think the more media hype about certain things, the more other chants never do well. It's almost like. A natural selection of chance of what becomes acceptable yeah. and what's not, and you'll you'll see it. But I mean, I think we're at a level now, personally, where things are generally banter, and there's, there's not too much to get offended about, unless it really personally affects you. That that will make you specifically offended. But I don't think there's anything outrageous being sung anymore. I think it's like the culture's just moved on, hasn't it? I found it so interesting the other week when West Ham played Chelsea, and the West Ham fans were was singing to the Chelsea fans, "You're all racist." Yeah, I thought how interesting. They wouldn't let that you on the train. You wouldn't yeah, get on the train. I, mean, I thought that was brilliant. Personally. Yeah, I thought that was brilliant. Yeah. There's the Zuma going off, wasn't it? And yeah, 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 yeah. I thought that was brilliant. That was but that's totally like. But you think about it, the terraces in the seventies, and like, I mean, the racism was almost part of the footballing culture and now it's like calling people racist is now the insult it's, yeah, yeah it's so like it's that's changed. the insult yeah it's changed yeah uh, that's in the latest edition of Blowing Bubbles magazine blowing-bubbles.co.uk check it out it's actually really good um, and also we should talk about which they chat about as well is Cresswell in England I mean, should not, he have been in the England squad he's not better than Danny Rose is he <laughs> the worst left back in the <laughs> <laughs> I'd just give up with England. I don't care anymore. I'm literally done with it. I know you're a big fan of England, James, and you like to go watch friendlies with Lithuania and sometimes drag me down. Uh, well, I've slipped over the years, <clears throat> I think. The last, I did used to go quite a lot. In the last couple of years, I haven't really gone much at all because I find I, I've become apathetic since I went to South Africa for the World Cup. 
and witness the Germany drubbing, uh, I've become quite apathetic towards it all. Which is a shame because I used to absolutely love it. Mm. But regards, and we always say on here, with regards West Ham players in England, inevitably they'll get injured. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And so, this, so it makes me think I'd rather have, I enjoy West Ham so much more than I enjoy England. Was it Ashton who got injured yep. with England? Yeah. Yep. So obviously, David James, yep. I remember. Yep. Downing picked up an injury in when he got picked, didn't he? Yeah. So it's like we always seem to pick up injuries. And Hodgson doesn't even look at us anyway, so why, does it, why bother? Hodgson has no idea what he's doing. He is, the man is an idiot. I thought you said you had no idea where Upton Park is. So <laughs> I don't know if he's ever been. He's, he's got a season ticket right. at Spurs. Yeah, he has been. He's been well, he must have seen. He saw Noble recently, didn't he? I don't know. Yeah, he did. But well, he Mason. A lot. Was it Ryan Mason in England? I mean, I don't have a huge problem with Noble not being picked for England, personally. I, I think he's a good club player for us. I don't think he's as appreciated as he should mm. be no. by, by the fans generally. Uh, I don't know if he's necessarily England class, but when you see the likes of Mason, I've seen Mason play. He just shoots on sight and looks a bit mm. busy. I mean, he looks pretty average to me. Yeah. Mm. Um, Noble's been playing Premiership football apart from our odd dives into the Championship for for years. I mean, you you put him in over him, I'm sure. But mm. yeah, it's what breaks my heart with Noble is he really wants to play for England. It'd be lovely yeah. to see, wouldn't it? Yeah. It'd be lovely to see him get get a cap. But but I agree, really, and it's the same with you know Tompkins and like, everyone who does get kind of suggests England players I'm not sure if see, I think they're probably Tompkins not the level I want to, to see I think Tompkins is closer <laughs> to it I think you're probably Noble. right because there's not that many defenders aren't there central no, defenders I think, he's, I think he's close to it when you when you see some of the names in the squad you sort of think well I mean to be, to be fair I think Cresswell's as good a left back as we've had in, in the Premier League season uh, yeah, I mean, you might be biased as a West Ham fan about these players but I mean Danny Rose oh, that goal so against outrageous. us still sickens me oh, uh, I don't even Luckiest team. Booned luckiest it. Team. Um, well, we should talk about look, one of the last England regulars we had, Matthew Upson, now playing <laughs> in the heart of defence for Leicester. He'll be back. Won't He'll he? be back. Yeah. Captain Fantastic. Brave, brave, <laughs> brave. heart. <laughs> he a brave heart. Leader of men, he's Matthew like, Upson. Isn't he a Game of Thrones, Matthew Upson? <laughs> <laughs> Is he beyond the wall? To stop making it too current, but don't you think Upson didn't get anywhere near the stick Nolan gets? And you know, know. as much as Nolan oh is, oh my god, Nolan is like, Nolan is a you know he's, he's an average player. He's probably a very good captain. He looks it. I don't think I, I I don't have any problem with Nolan whatsoever. I'd probably like to see him on the bench more than on the pitch mm. if we had our first choice team available. I think he's a good player to have around. I couldn't stand Upson. I couldn't stand Evram Grant. That season was horrific, and I felt through. I seem to remember there was a real apathy about that season. Yeah, when we're doing well now, there's a lot more... It's because we're doing well, we like to moan more. And when it's going bad, we're like, oh, it's going bad, it's terrible. Mm. And that's it. But do you, if you remember, I feel like the last couple of seasons have been worse than that relegation season from Abraham in terms of fan uh, yeah, feeling. Or is there just more stuff on Twitter and stuff now and you, you notice it a lot I, more? I think that. I sometimes think maybe it's just Twitter and you're just exposed to a, more of a constant stream of stuff. Whereas of under hate. Av- uh, yeah, whereas under Avram. But that's such a good point about Upson. He got free reign, wasn't it? Because was there wasn't seen to be captain. a link, maybe. Yeah. But maybe the fans felt like he was the best we had. Whereas with, with Nolan, I, I, he, he deserves his place, in my opinion. I, mean, I, think he's been, I think he's probably been our best player last three mm. or four games. They might be over, overstretching yeah. him. He's been very good. Chelsea was excellent. A really good game. Yeah. I mean, I don't know why he's so universally hated. Oh, well, universally yeah. disliked. Yeah. Yeah. Being yep. a strong word. No yeah. idea. Um, a quick word on the Dick Advocat before we move away from the Sunderland game. Um, long balls, James. Yeah, I thought it was so horribly predictable. 
Yeah. But he, in his um, press conference, said, oh, you know, when you're subjected to all the long balls at West Ham. That, that was his first game in English football, right? Yeah. I reckon he got the was handbook. Oh. Yeah. Uh, he, so he, he got said, it from Louis Big Van Sam's Hale. long ball. Yeah, just, just pass it over. It's a Dutch handbook that yeah. they have. Long ball. Which is so, so predictable. Mate, your team is dreadful. We were bad, but we beat you. <laughs> Deal with it, you big potato-headed <laughs> bellend. <laughs> it's so fr- I find it so frustrating. And when, when Cole came on, which, uh, to be fair, we tried to play more attacking. We did go a little bit longer, but it was a dreadful match on both sides. Just mm. admit that. You played l- more long balls, mm. but we're not going on about it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, th- I think that the one thing this, this side lacks, which I hope, to, uh, from West Ham point of view, obviously, that I hope we address next season, is just that little bit of creativity. You know, I mean, mm. Downing's our real creative outlet. Yeah. Um, and I don't think he's good enough just to be relying on him totally. Yeah. So when, when you see Noble, Nolan the song that's been playing the last couple of months and Jarvis you kind of look at that and think we're not going to create too much today No, and, and that's as it turns out so yep. it would be nice to have uh, a couple of creative type of players next season and I think I think that's what we'll go for obviously yeah. we've got Nene mm. I've, I, <coughs> I well, think Nene. that um, Bambi on ice <laughs> I think that just on the downing point like he was getting a bit of abuse on Saturday from uh, Dan, who sits with us. Well, mainly because he died, he lost the ball and then pretended he'd been fouled, which I understand. But Dan jumped on his back very quickly, <laughs> which annoyed me. But like people are saying, some people on Twitter are going, "Oh, should he be dropped down in?" Like if you watched, a, if you actually watched the match, he's the only one who always wants the ball. Yeah, he always what wants the ball. What Song was yeah. doing previously this season isn't anymore when he was dropping deep Downing always wants a ball and he always get when he gets a ball he hasn't really got anywhere to go so he loses it a bit more than he did at the start of the season and yet because of that people go oh Downing go give us and it's like he's only got Sacco to go to yeah at a, you know a minute with a one up top so it's like it's so frustrating to see him get criticism when he's the only one trying to get the ball a lot of the time. The only the only thing that I really dislike about Downing is I find him so lightweight. Him and Jarvis, I know that type of player is often lightweight, mm. but you know it's just like even if the ball was ninety ten in his favour, you'd know he'd stick a leg out or yeah. something and not, and not mm. fully commit. But I think in the other ways he is brave. He always wants the ball. So there's different types of brave in football, isn't there? I guess. Yeah. But he, he always wants the ball. He always tries to do something with it. Mm. Um, it'd just be nice if we had a you know a couple more options. So I don't think there is another one in the whole squad. No. Mm. You, know, yeah. you know we had we had obviously Zerati and, and Morrison and they've got their you know well known potential problems. But it'd be nice to have a couple more players like that around. I think that's what we're missing. I think that mm. that and a general slight lack of squad depth has been a reason we didn't keep up into the top six personally yeah I think uh, I think that's on point we should probably talk about <clears throat> the future more generally Big Sam I mean he's got, come under a lot of stick this week Jay uh, well the last kind of month really where do you stand on his renewal I think he's the best manager that we've had in my lifetime mm. and I've had a season tickets for 30 years mm. um, I, th- I think uh, all the stick he gets is I, th- I think actually it comes down to just a personal dislike fans have of Big Sam because if you look at his results, he took over the worst squad we had in a long time under Avram. We lost Denver and Scott Parker. We left with generally average players. He's got us up. He's got us established. I think he'll take us to this mythical next level everyone wants us to get to in the next couple of years. Um, I, I think he just probably needs to employ a PR consultant and just, <laughs> and, just, yeah. and just you know say more things West Ham fans want to hear. I mean, I, I personally, you know, I, I I don't care. I don't need him to, you know, blow blow bubbles and talk about Bobby Moore and whatever we like. I I, I like him just to. 
you know, win football matches and get better players in, which I think he's, he's starting to do. Mm. Um, so I'm I'm really hopeful that common sense prevails and we give him a, you know, at least a medium term contract just to mm. eradicate this year on year boring thing we have. Mm. Um, and I think we'll reap the benefits. I think it'll be a massive mistake to change, especially in light of um, no real serious option, I don't think. Mm. Plus, I and this is this is I get, I get shouted down in the pub for this, but I don't think there's another Premier League manager I'd swap him for apart from Mourinho, and that's that's a big statement, right? <laughs> well, that's maybe actually, maybe I like him too that's much. That's actually quite a valid point. I but mean, have a think about it. There? Yeah, I, I don't think I'd swap. So, it, so for me, I find it I find it amazing how much, how much Dick he gets. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think know. I agree with you on that. I don't think there's another, you know, Mourinho, yeah. but Mourinho's management style is very similar to Big Sam. Obviously, Big Sam's a lot more, you know, handsome and debonair than, than Jose. But other than that, um, their, their, their managerial styles are, are pretty similar. Mm. And all I like about I like things when, you know, Sam gets vilified for it. I like it when he says, I could manage Real Madrid. I'd win him the double every year or whatever he says. Yeah. Like, I like that because he genuinely thinks he could and he yeah. probably could. But, you know, to be fair, the three of us could probably manage Real Madrid and <laughs> do a decent job. But, yeah. I mean, I, I'm a, I'm a, Massive fan of Big Sam personally. Mm. Is it ego, James? Do you think? Do you think it's PR? Do you think it's the personality of Big Sam? Yeah, I've always said it's it's. There's a people don't warm to him, you know, the way in that they warm to other. In fact, I, I say warm to other managers. I'm not sure what managers West Ham fans would currently warm to. But did did uh, do we think Pardew was? And, and sorry to interrupt, but Pardew was a relatively popular manager. Mm. Yeah, I, mean, was. I think he's I guess probably he most, was. most popular manager of the Premier League era, probably. Because people considered him young, dynamic, forward-thinking, you know, a little bit handsome. Gave us some good times. <laughs> <laughs> he gets involved. The Jumped silver in the fox. crowd. As he, a row with the opposition he, manager. He had yeah. excellent PR. That's yeah, what Pardew as well. He he's em- got excellent PR. He employed um, Phil Hall, I think, the PR mm, consultant. Yeah, he yeah, had yeah. him, you know... The more than the football club T-shirts, the pre-match stuff before the playoffs. He was big, yeah. big, and all that, and getting the fans on side. Obviously, it seems that Sam does not care about that whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. But um, I think that's the big difference because you look at Pardew's achievements. Two years took to get us up, both by the playoffs. One good season, and then you know a few indiscretions, and he's yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. Pardew, he's doing well, isn't he? Yes. <laughs> right. I'm really torn apart you because part of me wants to love him still and part of me thinks I he, do still love he him. messed it up and I'm really angry I'm still angry at him for I don't forget when he, he messed it up <coughs> when yeah. he left and he gave a statement and said I've got unfinished business at yeah. West Ham remember when he came into but I think he's going to uh, try and manage all the clubs to go <laughs> yeah. back to West Ham when he left he made the hammers sign didn't <laughs> they when he was managing Newcastle yeah in front of us in front of us um, I it's a shame about Pardew but I if Sam could show some of a side he clearly shows with all of the staff of West Ham United Football Club uh, to the fans, if he could show a little bit of that side, because they mm. all love him. Every single person we've spoken to loves love Sam Allardyce. Love playing love for him. Work with love him. working with He's him. He's completely turned the club around. And that's probably loads of different era players and a f- real selection of people who works like press and publicity uh, and marketing that club. And like everyone loves him. Mm. I mean, I think he's, he's the most divisive manager we've ever had. Um, and my only, my only worry, actually... Macari. <laughs> yeah, but Macari was a great manager for West Ham. <laughs> the, the players he signed, and I, I can't remember off the top of my head now, but Bishop, I think he signed Bishop, Bishop and... Martin Allen, Ludic mm. McCloskey, I think he signed. Players that went on to become pretty late. He was only there for about five minutes, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. Um, but, I mean, that's another conversation entirely. But he's so divisive. And, uh, and my other theory is I just wonder how well... Uh, him and Sullivan get on there's been some notable transfer mm. yep. type type issues I think 
you know, David, if I call him David, Mr. Sullivan likes a certain type of player and Sam likes a certain other type of player and I think there's always going to be disagreements there. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think I think you, you can't argue with a job he's done. I just hope he gets the chance to continue to do it. Yeah, so let's talk about Leicester away next. After the Paul Kuczewski. Matthew Upson. Anyone else? Nigel Pearson. I find that Nigel Pearson stuff so funny. He's clearly a man having a breakdown on like <laughs> national TV. And every week it's getting worse. It's like Michael Douglas in Falling Down. Like one week he's strangling an opposition player. Next week he's starting on Gary Lineker. Then he's starting on a journalist in a press conference. Where's he going to go next? What's and he's already there? been sacked once. And he's been or, sacked and they, they brought, reinstated yeah, him or something. Or it wasn't true. One family or... member sacked him and then another <laughs> reinstated him. The man is going to fall to pieces by the end of the season. But they'll beat his 2 0 if Koncheski's going direct from a corner and uh, a brave ups and header. I wonder why that's happening. If only we had a detective who could look into it. <laughs> Well, Wait a minute. With what about Redknapp and <laughs> <laughs> sniffing around? The case of a Leicester manager. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's that, Rose? <laughs> <laughs> They've sacked him and What's reinstated that? him. I filled in your taxes. <laughs> Got a blimey, Rose. <laughs> uh, so predictions for the game, Jamie. Are you go? Are you not going by chance? Are you? No, I'm not going to Leicester. Mm. Not going to Leicester. It's a shame it'd be a good night out. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful town, Leicester as well. <laughs> um, not going. I, I, you know, I'd like to think. I think Leicester have been. I thought they were quite good against us at home. Mm. I thought they played some nice stuff, and I think that's been a common theme for them. So mm. I think it'd be a tough, tough game. They need to win, but uh, yeah, you'd like to think a couple more players back. Mm. Reed, Reed, you to be back. Yep. Kuyati mm. back in the midfield. Yep. Valencia getting over his cut toe from his cup of tea or whatever. Totally, yep. he'll be back. You'd like to mm. think we can nick it up there. Wasn't he? Didn't he cut his toe in the bar? In the bar. He brought a cup of tea. He was into having a cup bath. of tea. I mean, that's Drop, that's, that's player stuff, isn't it? It's that funny like when you clear. see. Do you know you see a footballers when they're going away to Dubai and there's a shot of Downing and Jarvis having a uh, yeah. having a pint or whoever it was Downing and someone having a pint. Downing and Jarvis having a pint. They yeah. were having a pint and like, yeah. had a bottle of Bex. The, the, like the French lads were having teas and coffees yeah. and the, the English French lads were having, having soft beers. drinks. Yeah. And I think, oh, I'll put Valencia. down in Jarvis would have a half at best. Yeah. <laughs> I can't see them. Had I mean, a Bex light or <laughs> yeah. a Bud light. Um, Valencia with his with his tea. I wish you'd had a bottle. <laughs> you know, no tea in the bath. I oh, know, madness. Predi- prediction for the Leicester game? Uh, I think it will be tough, but I think we'll win 2-1. Yeah, I'm predicting a 1-0 victory and for Nigel Pearson to really plumb new depths. I really want to see What's he going to do? Spectacular. Just shit I don't himself. know where he's got to go. What about if he just shits himself? Like tearing out his own hair on no, the touchline? No, what about line? if he shits himself, pulls his pants off and just twirls around like a helicopter <laughs> while the match is going on? It just starts hitting players. Shit, flailing everywhere. <laughs> I mean, you never know. And then he puts them back on and just keeps acting like nothing's happened. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the dream. That's the dream. Um, also, we should talk about, so Blowing Bubbles magazine are doing a Blowing Bubbles for Bobby campaign. Uh, and they're, it's like the Ice Bucket Challenge, essentially. But uh, you have to blow uh, bubbles wherever you like and text BBF B66 £3 to 770 and the money goes to Bobby Moore Fund. Uh, we were nominated... By, by Stacey Little, by West Ham um, ladies, ladies captain, captain. Stacey Little stitched us right up. <laughs> so we've got some bubbles here it's in got the some studio. Bubbles. So Chris, you go first, big man. Oh, I'm going to have to commentate on it because you can't see it. That is rubbish. You have to go again. Look at that beauty. Wow. Well, now we're cooking. Now we're cooking. Now we're cooking. <laughs> it just reminded me, actually, before the game against Sunderland, there was a, too many bubbles. There was like a record amount of bubbles. There were. It was yeah. like a uh, monsoon of bubbles. Yeah. Like that one. That was a pathetic go. Uh, Jamie, go. you're not nominated, but you have to give it a go. Okay. Slippery. Um, <laughs> 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 
This is like an this art live. Art <laughs> installation. I don't it's know like what it sounds prize. like, but I can tell you it's impressive to see. Right, and finally, uh, I'm going to go. Here okay. we go. This is going to be the best one yet. <laughs> this is... <laughs> I have to stop laughing. Not too much. Oh. <laughs> there we go. There we, we go. Did. There we Not go. Not on the equipment. <laughs> oh, it's all going crazy here. Yeah. Right, so we Sparks have to nominate. So who are we going to nominate to blow bubbles? Right. So first nomination's got to be Hugh Southam. Hugh Southam blowing it's bubbles. Got to be Hugh Southam blowing bubbles. He knows Bobby. He knew Bobby. He knew Bobby. So it's a perfect nomination. <laughs> uh, second one, you'd your turn. Sean Whetstone. Yeah. West Ham United. Sean Whetstone. Yeah. Blowing bubbles. And uh, someone from Come. No. Gnome. Gnome. The gnome. That's our three nominations. Right, so uh, they have to do it. And uh, Is there a time limit to this? So within, what they have to do? They have to blow seven bubbles. Years. They have to blow bubbles and text. Uh, they have to blow bubbles and nominate someone. but um, And then to, t- to donate, you text BBF B66 and £3 to 770. And it goes to Bobby Moore Fund. So it's an excellent uh, fund. Fine. And it's for Blowing Bubbles magazine. Blowing-bubbles.co.uk, which is an excellent West Ham online magazine. Yeah, and uh, I'll be sure to tidy up all the bubble mess in here. Bubble juice. <laughs> yeah, bubble juice. Good. All right. Very well. Very well. So we'll speak to you after the international break, I guess. We're good. We're, what we what are we going to do for the international break? Uh, I don't know. Send the box. <laughs> Send the box. We always go to the box. <laughs> Let's get that in again. <laughs> We're going under the, under the dome at Centre Box. <laughs> Uh, is that a log flume? No, it's not. But well, I might go cycling. Cycling, you can go archery. Oh, lovely, lovely. <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, Jamie, thank you very much for joining us and making thank your you. debut. Uh, are you on Twitter or yeah uh, at Jamie Claret Rick? And there's also Claret Recruitment. Yes, which is the number one financial recruitment with a West Ham with a West Ham connection. <laughs> yes. So if you're get, if you want to get involved in that, Claret Recruitment's for you. Yes, ClaretRecruitment.com. Yeah. Have a look. <laughs> I've been more to say. Jamie Paul says if there's a really, uh, there's going to be a big statement. Uh, Com. Have a look. <laughs> I find that's the best thing to do a website. It's a, bu- it's a bubble yeah. juice. Just have a look. At them. Have, have a, a look. look. Uh, James, thank you very much. Long as one. Long as one on you Twitter. You can find me on www.uporn.com. Myspace.com <laughs> forward slash. <laughs> or I do uh, three till four Wednesday a.m. Uh, on Babe Station. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you follow myself, Chris, CJ Skull, with a C on Twitter. Closing in on 1,000 followers now. Closing in. As soon as you get to 1,000, I'm going to unfollow. So I had a back bet, down to 999. I, I had a bet with Ribman that I could get to it. Well, he suggested it, that I could get to 1,000 quicker than he could get 10,000. And he's beaten me by about three weeks. In fact, I went backwards at one point. <laughs> So, feel free to join in more of the bands there. Obviously, it's yep. going very well. Um, uh, subscribe on iTunes. Subscribe on iTunes. Email the podcast, podcast at knb.com. Especially if you're an international listener. We like all that stuff. And with statues at, up to, uh, at the Olympic Stadium and also West Ham alumni, who you think would be a good kind of host for a TV show, podcast at knb.com. And you can also follow the editor of Nizam Mother Brown, Graham Howlett, who's on Twitter at knbdotcom, as well as the Nizam Mother Brown Forum. Well, have a good international break, everyone. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Wait, Joe Burwood uh, is listening from Budapest. We do have an international listener. Good. He put it up. And uh, he's having a lovely time. Good. <laughs> well, wherever you may be over the Easter... <laughs> wherever you may be over the Easter holiday, have fun. Uh, be safe. Be <laughs> safe. we'll speak to you, we'll speak to you after the Leicester game. Yeah. Yeah. Is Easter before or after? No, it's during. Enjoy it's church. Good. <laughs> All right. In the meantime, come on, you eyes. Come on, your eyes.
Come on, you are. Good. <laughs> 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 <laughs>